Hello, Parkview. Good to see you today. Yeah, glad you're here. Uh, saying hello to all the campuses all around Chicagoland, everybody on Facebook Live uh, during this hour. Glad to have you all joining as well. And if you've been around Parkview for a long time, uh, welcome back this weekend. If maybe you're just coming back after um, <clears throat> an Easter weekend, we're so glad that you've made the choice uh, to be here as well. And uh, we're just honored, honored in that. And by the way, Easter weekend, last weekend, uh, if you were around here, it was, it was incredible. Uh, and, and we had, do you know this? We had over 22,000 people show up at Easter uh, at Parkview this year, which was <clears throat> phenomenal, right? And uh, m even greater than the 22,000 folks is that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people took steps getting closer to Jesus in their life and, and getting to know him and their life and their friendships and their marriage and their kids. And, and so I, I, I'm sure you feel the same way that I do, but I'm just so glad and I feel so honored to be a part of a church uh, where God is so active and working. When, when we come here and worship and sing and study together with our friends, kids, grandkids, whatever, or, and even during the week in different places that we meet and gather, God just seems uh, like he's uh, really close and is speaking into our lives, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And uh, we're continuing this week, not uh, really launching into it, this FOMO series. And uh, there's all kinds of definitions of FOMO. And uh, here's one maybe that can get us all going in the same direction. Uh, FOMO is a pervasive and compulsive fear that others are experiencing something amazing and you might be missing out. Uh, it's the fear of missing out. And I want you all to know, I just want to be honest with you as we start this journey and this study together uh, today, I personally have some FOMO. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rather FOMO-ish. I got FOMO going on quite a bit. And I've been really thinking about this and trying to figure out, you know, why do I have that and, and what starts it, where does it originate? And, and I, have, I have been able to trace back over the last couple of weeks of what really gets FOMO going in me and, and why it starts out in me during the day. And here's what it is. Here's what it is. It depends, it all depends on when I get up in the morning, what do I reach for first? This or this? That's what it depends on for me. I can pretty much trace it back. If I get up in the morning and I reach for my Bible first and I spend a little bit of time in that and I read a little, I'm usually, it gives me a lot of peace. And I don't have a lot of stress. I don't have a lot of comparison. I, I feel like I'm, I'm cared for and loved. But if I get up in the morning and the first thing I reach for is this, my phone, which is right by my bed, and I'm telling you, I, I do that a lot. If I reach for this, man, my day, it shoots out into FOMO quick, right? Because it's, it's, it's crazy. Maybe you can relate to this. I get up, I'm looking at it, and I feel like I'm getting up pretty early. I'm getting up at like 6 or 6.30 in the morning, but I look and there's already been people up like for two hours before me. Right? And they've been done like a six mile hike, right? It's like, seriously? Or they've been in the gym already for an hour and a half. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should get up earlier. Maybe I should be in the gym. Maybe I should go on hikes. You know, and am I missing that? And then I start scrolling, like right when I first get up, and I see that somebody was at a concert last night, and here's all their pictures that I missed because I was in bed too early. And, or here's a sporting event they were at, and they were with all these friends, and they were doing all these amazing things. And I start thinking, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I should have friends. You know, maybe I should, maybe I should, right? Just, and just maybe I should go to concerts. And you know, they have this great, great adventure or vacation or this new backpack or this new pair of shoes or whatever. And I can spin out into FOMO pretty quick, depending on. Which one of those things I pick up to start my day? In fact, a few weeks ago on Instagram, this picture came across my Instagram. The FOMO is strong with this one. And that is the case for me, and maybe it is for uh, a lot of you 
as well. And so here's what I've been doing uh, the last uh, few weeks on Instagram, <coughs> Facebook, Twitter, that sort of thing. I've just been asking people uh, this question here. What do you FOMO the most? What do you fear missing out on the most? And I've had all kinds of great conversations uh, with people around Chicagoland, sharing all different kinds of things and that they think they might miss out on and that sort of thing. But here's a big one that keeps coming back to me in different ways from all sorts of different people, and it is this. Love. I think I may miss out on that. We all describe it in, in, in different ways, but, but here's the truth. You know this, part few. Whether you're single or whether you're married, doesn't matter. Whether you're 14 or 44 or 84 years old, we all crave love. It's just in us from the moment we're born to the moment we die. It's true. It's, it's in us. And, and here's what's so hard about and confusing about love is that we really just have one way to describe love. We have this one word for love, love, but then we have all different levels. So there's lots of different things it can mean and lots of different levels of love. And I think a lot of times that's why we fear we're missing out because we, we're not sure we're all describing it the same. And I think I may be missing the kind of love that you have or that you have or that sort of thing. And, and it can get confusing at times. In fact, take a look at this. So here's some things that I love, okay? This first picture that I'm going to show you has two things. Two things in it that I love. See if you can see if you can see which two things. Okay, you know this. I love beggars pizza and I love fireplaces, right? And, and here's here's just one of my favorite things to do. I, I love to, to get here on the weekend. I love to get over to Pastor Tim's house and I love to order, you know, a, a small beggars pizza that weighs about 14 pounds and is 39 dollars. And I, I I love to get that. And then I get a fire going in the fireplace. And and especially on like this weekend where it's you know winter in April and May. Which is, crazy. It feels so good, right? Because I just, I'm telling you, I, I seriously, listen, I love this. I love getting that pizza. I love sitting by the fireplace, seeing what's on uh, TV. This, this is something that just fires me up. And, and you can see by the way I talk about it. Here's another thing that I love. I love old VW buses. Actually, I just love classic cars. I love old classic cars, period. But this is like my office. This is my mobile office. This is what I office out of, and I, just, I love it. I love, I love VW buses. I love being in this. I love cruising around in it. I love sponging Wi-Fi at different restaurants and things like that so I can work. I, I, I just, I love, and, and I do, I, I love, I love, I, I can just talk for on and on and on about classic cars and, and VW buses. Here's another thing that I love. I love my family. I love my family so much, and, and uh, this is us just last weekend at Easter, and here's our new son-in-law. My daughter Ruby's getting ready to get married in a few weeks, and, and I, love, I love them so much. And, and as I talk about that, you know, here's, here's the thing. If they're listening, they're, they're, you know, listening to this, it gets confusing for them, right? Because they're thinking, okay, Todd, that's great, and, but, but here's like what we're trying to figure out with this whole love thing, a little FOMO going on here, because do, do, you, do you love us more than pizza? I mean, because you got pretty amped about the pizza, and or, or like, do you love us equal with VW buses, or more than more than that? And and a lot of times we have a hard time figuring it out because we just kind of have this one way to describe it, and we think, oh man, I think I might be missing out on that. So here's what I want us to do today: I want us to dive into the Bible, and I want us to look at what it has to say about this topic. And if if you study the Bible some, you know that the New Testament of the Bible was written in the Greek language. Everybody say Greek. Greek language. And the Greek language is the most, like one of the most detailed, precise languages in all of human history. And I think God knew that. That's why he wanted to be written in that. And the Greek language actually has several different words for the words love. We have like one word. It has several words for the word love. So you can get really detailed. You can get really precise on the type of love that you're trying to convey when you're talking about it. And I want us to dive into some of those because I don't want any of us 
to ever have to FOMO that we're missing out on love again. And I think as we dive in and pull this apart, it'll be really helpful. So if you're taking notes, I want to share some of these different things. Here's the first thing. I think this is the first FOMO kind of love that we default to because of movies and books and all sorts of things like that. It's called eros. Eros kind of love. And this is uh, usually like the romantic kind of love. It has, you know, usually a physical side to it, a sexual side to it. Eros is where we get our word erotic in the English language. And because of that and because of that association with that kind of passionate kind of love, a lot of times Christians and a lot of times in the church, you know, we don't talk about this as much because, you know, it's kind of out of bounds. It's eros. And I grew up in kind of a church like that. We really didn't talk about it. And because, you know, it's just kind of what it meant for some people. And the truth is there, there are times that eros can, can be not for us in our lives. But eros is a great, very specific kind of love, especially in the context of marriage. If, if you're married, eros is awesome. It can be awesome, and it's amazing. And eros can lead to all kinds of things, like children and uh, families and joy and laughter and, and all sorts of amazing, amazing stuff like that. Think about what Solomon, Solomon's one of the wisest people to ever live on this planet. Take a look. Let's take a look at what he says about this kind of love between husbands and wives. This is in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs. He says, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs out in the streets having sex with just anyone? You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. I love that. I love that. Never share it with strangers. He goes on to say, let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your Youth. She is a loving deer, a, a graceful doe. My, love, my, my wife loves when I call her that, a loving doe, a graceful deer. And then check this out. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. And I know right now some of you are thinking, is that really in there, Todd? Is that seriously in the Bible? Especially that second to last part. Did you just put that in there? No, no, it's in there. Listen, you should read your Bible, okay? There's some good stuff in the Bible. You should be reading your Bible because there are some amazing, amazing things in here. And I'm telling you, it's in there. And listen, Eros is awesome. Eros is awesome, but... It's not for everyone. It's not for just everyone. It, it should be with married couples in, in the bounds of marriage. And, and what happens a lot of times, what, what happens with us and, and people is we get all FOMO about love and we start to experiment with eros outside of marriage. And wisdom says when we do that, we're going to get burned. We're going to get burned with that kind of love. It's, it's, it's kind of like this. Let's say that you were starting a fire at a campsite or you're in your backyard and you have a little fire pit. And so you gather up a bunch of sticks from your yard and and you put them in that little fire pit area and they're all pretty dry. You could probably just light them right then, but you don't just light them right then. You go get in the garage and and you get some lighter fluid. What an incredible invention, right? And you just started, have you ever just doused it, you know, been around somebody, just doused those sticks, you know, for like 60 seconds with, with lighter fluid. I mean, there's lighter fluid laying in the bottom of the thing, you know. And then what do you do? You grab a match and you back up, right? You back up and you throw the match in there and it's like boom and, and it's huge and it's hot and it's amazing and it's awesome. But it doesn't last long. I mean, it's just going to burn up. It, it, it doesn't just continue on. And that's kind of what this eros kind of love is. It's a temporary Thing. It's not something that's sustainable and that sort of thing. And that's why my counsel to you would be, if you're single on any of Parkview campuses, if you're, if you're single, my counsel to you, and I believe the Bible's counsel to you, uh, would be that 
man, you shouldn't at school or at work or whatever this week just hooking up with somebody or having sex with somebody or that sort of thing because that kind of love, that kind of intimacy is not something to build upon. It's not something to start with. It's something that's usually not sustainable in our lives. And that's why, again, in Proverbs it talks about this. It says, don't share it with strangers. That kind of love is not for strangers. It goes on and says there again, share that kind of love only with your wife. Your, your eros isn't just for everyone, right? And so if you have a little bit of FOMO going on in your life, depending where you are, if you're single or engaged or something like that, and say, man, I think I'm missing out on this, and look how intimate they are, and look how special and romantic they are. It's okay at certain seasons of your life to have a little FOMO on this kind of love because it's a very specific, precise kind of love. There's lots of different words that describe love in the Greek language in the Bible. And luckily, even if we're missing out on a little bit of that, there's other kinds of love that we don't have to FOMO and worry about missing out on. Check this out. Here's another kind of love. Storge. Storge. This kind of love is the love among family. Uh, moms and dads, parents for their children, brothers and sisters, and that sort of thing. It's, again, a very specific kind of love. C.S. Lewis who probably many of you know who C.S. Lewis is, he says, Storge, this is the most natural, he says, love there is. It's just the love that happens among family and that sort of thing and kids and grandkids and, and all of that. Take a look. Here's some pictures of maybe what Storge would look like. It's just a family hanging out, doing normal family-type stuff. That's Storge kind of love. Here's another picture. This is my kids, Ruby and Cole. Now, they, listen, they are as different as they can be. But they would take a bullet for each other. I mean, they store Jay each other. And, and, and you, you can mess with one of them and, and stuff like that, and the other one will get on you. They can mess with each other, but you don't mess with them, right? I mean, they store Jay each other big time. Or what about this? In, in the military, for some of you who have experienced that, that family feeling when you go into to combat and, and, or you go through some training and stuff like that together, a lot of times the love, the camaraderie, the compassion that people feel from combat in the military is that store Jay. We're like a family kind of love. It's a strong love that comes up because of what you've been through together. And some of you have experienced that. It's even in nature, right? This just this kind of family thing where this little cub, you know, is chewing on the papa. And the papa could knock him in the next week, but he loves him. So he lets him chew on his ear, you know, kind of thing. And you let kids crawl all over you. It's what you do. They're kids. They're grandkids. And you just, you just, you just love them, that sort of thing. Or what about this? It's, it's holding a little baby. You know, on your, on your chest or in your arms. If you ask any new parent, hey, what were you feeling when you first held that little kid? They're going to describe to you, I, I, I don't know. It just kind of happened. I just, I, I, I stored Jay them at first sight. It was love at first sight. I mean, I had all this love that I'd already given to everyone else, but then we had this baby, and, and all of a sudden he was like, are you kidding me? How, how can I love? I just, I love this baby so much. That's store J. It just comes up. It just springs up inside of love for kids and things like that and family and grandkids. Here's another person who has, I think, just incredible story of this kind of love from his life. I'm not sure if you know exactly who this is, but it's Jack Benny. Jack Benny uh, actually grew up, uh, was born here in Chicagoland, and uh, he was a comedian uh, through the 1940s, the 1950s, 60s, 70s, all the way up until he, when he passed away in the 70s. He was on radio, television, movies, all sorts of things like that. And, and there's so many. He has such a cool, interesting life. And, uh, but one of the stories from his life that I love that I think describes 
Storge for us is when he was younger, he was at work and there was this girl at work that he really liked, but he was too shy. He didn't, he didn't want to talk to her and ask her out. And maybe some of you guys have been there. Maybe you are there now. And so what he decided to do was he decided to go to the florist down the street and have a red rose delivered to her. So he started doing that. And then he just started doing that day after day. And so for several days, for several weeks, he would go down to the florist. He would have a red rose delivered to this girl just anonymously. And so finally, this girl's like, you know, what in the world's going on? So she goes down to the florist and she says, hey, who, I, I need to know why you keep delivering these. Who, who is giving me these roses? And the florist says, Jack is. Jack Benny. Jack, Jack Benny, he, he, he likes you. And so she goes and finds Jack back at work. She says, what in the world's going on? He says, yeah, I, you know, I, I like you and I don't know how to say it. And would you want to go on a date? So they end up getting together and going on a date. And even while they're dating, he keeps bringing her a red rose. So she's going to just keep dating him, amen? And so they just, she keeps getting him. And then they, they, they fall in love. They, they get engaged. And all through the engagement, he, he keeps giving her a red rose each day. Is that un- unbelievable? They, they get married. They get married. And even, even after the wedding. It's like they're done. They're married. They're hello. They're hitched. Okay. She keeps getting a red rose for the next few weeks, for months, years. They're married for decades, every day for decades while they're married. He keeps delivering her a red rose. Is that incredible? Eventually, Jack Benny passes away. A few days later, his wife is at work and somebody comes in and delivers her from the florist. They deliver her another red rose. And she immediately calls the florist and says, oh, I'm so sorry, you, you don't understand. My, I should have gotten with you. My, my husband, Jack, passed away. And uh, you don't need to keep delivering me the roses anymore. To which the florist replied, no, you don't understand. Your husband, Jack, before he passed away, made a provision for you and gave us money so that you would continue to receive a red rose every single day for the rest of your life on this earth. Is that pretty crazy? Is that pretty cool? I mean, that's awesome, isn't it? Man, I know, I know some of you right now, some of you ladies are hitting your guy going, hello. I'd take one a month, okay? One a month would work for me. Doesn't have to be weekly. It's like a dozen a year, okay? Twelve. Can we do, right? Hey, listen, storge, storge is what causes you and I to go the extra, 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 extra mile. It's what Jesus, he's talking about this in the Bible in Matthew chapter 5. And he says, if somebody wants your shirt, you need to give them your coat. If someone asks you to go a mile, you should go a couple miles. It's that extra continued on love that we give to people. Let me ask you this, Parkview. How are you doing in that? How are you doing in the storge kind of love with your, with your kids, with your grandkids, with your husband, with your wife, with your fiance? How are you doing in this? Don't, don't miss out on this. Don't miss out on this very specific. It's not the eros. It's not the romantic kind of passionate thing. This is just the the daily love and respect that we give to people in our family. How are you doing with that? Maybe we could amp that up in our lives, that specific kind of love so people don't miss out on it. Here's another kind of love that's in the Greek language and in the the Bible. It's phileo or philea kind of love. And this is usually describing the love of, of friends, of friendship. And in the Bible, this tells us how we should do life together in community and how we should treat each other and respect each other and view each other and, and that sort of thing. Take a look at a couple of these places that it's mentioned in the Bible in the book of Romans. It says, don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of good and love each other with brotherly affection and, and take delight in honoring each other. 
I love that. Don't just pretend like you really like them. Just really love them. Really, really do. And have you ever been going out somewhere on a Friday night or going to somebody's house or a dinner and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I don't even really want to go and I don't even really like them, but I'm going to pretend like it. I'm going to just pretend like I like them. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. No, no, no. Philea says, no, no, you don't just pretend. You really love them. How do you do that, though? How do you do that? It goes on in Romans and tells us how to do this kind of love. It says when others are happy, here's what you do. You be happy with them. When others are happy, be happy with them. If they're sad, share in their sorrow. Work happily together and don't try and act big. Don't try and get in the good graces of important people, but enjoy the company of just ordinary folks and and don't think you know it all. This kind of love is just that regular, ordinary, everyday kind of love and, and respect that we give to other fellow human beings. It doesn't seem like any kind of big, huge thing, but it's just that normal, everyday stuff. And for those of you who are married... You might be able to resonate with this. This phileo love, this is the kind of love, if you're married, if you've been married a while, this is the kind of love that gets you through just the normal days. You know, there are normal days in marriage, right? It's not always, you know, red roses and, you know, five stars and and that sort of thing. There's just normal everyday days. This is just normal being together, paying the bills. We're paying the bills. We love each other. We're washing the dishes. We're washing the dishes after dinner, but we're we're just just that filet. Guys, it's walking around the mall even when you don't want to walk around the mall. Ladies, it's watching a ball game even when you don't want to watch a ball game. It's just husbands and wives, it's good friends just, you know, sitting on the couch, watching a movie, eating popcorn and that sort of thing. It's just, it's just husbands, wives, friends doing normal, ordinary, everyday friendship, community type of things. It's that kind of love. And, and here's what I think. As I study this, as I think about this in my life, I want to pause here for a moment because I think for so many of us, this is where we start to FOMO. In this specific kind of love. It's not maybe so much the family. We know we've got that from our family, whether we reciprocate it or not. And, and we know maybe there's some of that passionate love out there for us sometime. But when it comes to this kind of love with close friends and having close friends and that sort of thing, we start to FOMO because what happens is we start to compare our lives to other people's lives. Especially when we start to like look online and that sort of thing. We start to scroll online, it it, it seems like everybody is always doing something amazing on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And here's what we oftentimes do. We compare our normal everyday lives to other people's highlight reels. And and we start looking at other people and and scrolling through there going, man, I can't believe they're doing that. And they're always with them and they've got all these friends and and they're at that concert or they're at that concert and they, they just have this group of people and we start thinking, okay, that's cool. I got none of that. I got no filet going on. I mean, I'm still posting pictures on Instagram from a concert three months ago that I was at that I didn't even really like because I need to get something up there, right? And, and so we start to get kind of depressed, and we're like, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel on Philea, and we get kind of down on ourselves. And, and, and sometimes, you know, maybe you're, while I'm saying this, you're thinking in your head right now, here's what some of you are thinking in your head right now. You're thinking, okay, Todd, okay, here's the thing. I get all that. Here's, here's what some of you are thinking right now. Todd, here's the thing. I have tried to love people, okay? That's what you're arguing with me right now. I've tried it, Todd. I've tried all this. I understand it. I've, I've tried to love people. And here's, here's the thing. They don't, lo- they don't always love me back. They don't love me back the way I need to be loved back. And, and so when that happens to all of us from one time or another, here's what we start to do. We start to pull back a little bit from people. 
and we start to kind of hide some of our life behind a table or something like this, where you can see some of me, but not all of me, and we kind of keep people at arm's distance. We don't literally hide behind tables, but, you know, we keep people because we've been hurt a little bit, or somebody didn't reciprocate it the way we thought they should, and so we keep them just a little bit off, or, or we hide completely. We hide so much of us behind something like a TV, not literally a TV, you know, but we hide a lot of ourselves where you can't really see us, and, and I'll let you see a little bit of me, but I'm not, here's what, I, I don't want you to see all of me. I don't want to step out. I don't want to be vulnerable to you because I'm not sure the way you're going to come back at me. And when we do that, when we put ourselves out like that, we start getting FOMO that I'm missing out on something that everyone else has got. And here's what I want to say to you, Park. If you listen, listen. You can, you can live that way. You can. You can keep people at arm's distance. You, you can not share life with other people. You can, you can sing your own songs and go to the beat of your own drummer. Absolutely you can. But here's, here's what I would say to you. Don't miss this. This kind of love, filet of love, is, is what invites you to step out. It invites you to step out and just try to share life with others and, 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 and let them come in and see who you really are and, and experience the highs with you, like it said in the verse, and the lows with you, the joys and the sorrows. Here, here's, here's what I say to you. Check this out. Life sounds better when others are singing with you. It just does. And I know it's hard sometimes because what people do and say to us, but life, I just, I'm telling you, no matter who you are, it's going to sound better when others are singing with you. And so don't, don't miss this kind of love. Give it another shot. Step out and let others come alongside you and just see how unique life can be. I want you to take just a couple minutes and, and watch this video. It's, I think it shares in just a beautiful way how sometimes we can be nervous to let everybody see us, but when we actually do step out, a lot of times people get gravitate and, and amazing things can happen. And it's that love that we can share with friends and community when we just have the guts to let people see who we are. Take a moment and watch this video. Wow, right? Ah! Man, just so... So powerful. I've seen that a number of times, and it always gets me to, you know, just, man, that's it. It's, it's saying, I, I, I feel a little nervous, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to step out, and I'm going to see how others respond to me and my life. And, and I just want to encourage you, Parkview, no matter where you feel like you are with other people, don't be afraid to step out and invite people into your life and your story to sing and do life with you. Don't miss out on that kind of love. And there's one other kind of love I want us to uh, talk about before we wrap up and head out into a new week, and that's agape. Agape kind of love is a love that's mentioned in the Bible and the Greek language. It's that intentional kind of love. It's, it's the uh, unconditional love that we express in our lives. Agape love would be like the wife uh, saying something like this. You know what? It's been a long day with work. Or it's been a long day with kids, or maybe both of those things. And, and the last thing in the world I feel like being is affectionate. But my man needs some Eros love, so I'm going to be loving, right? It's guys, it's, it's guys, it's husbands saying something like, you know what, today it's like a nice sunny day and there's basketball on or there's golf and that sort of thing. And I just, just kind of want to go out, I just kind of want to watch basketball, but my, my girl, my wife, she needs some phileo. She needs somebody to hold her hand. She needs somebody to give her a hug. She needs somebody to go take a walk with her this afternoon. And so that's what I'm going to do. And this agape kind of love is the kind of love that when we don't have love to give in certain relationships or we don't want to give that love, this is the kind of love where you choose to love. 
even when you don't always feel like it. And that's different even than any of these other types of love that we've talked about. You're choosing it. It doesn't matter what the conditions are. This is the type of love that God has for us. This is the type of love that God has for you and for me. It's that agape love. And we don't always understand his agape love. We can understand it for other people, but we don't always understand it for ourselves because we know ourselves. I understand how God can love you, but, but what about, I, I don't know about me because I know me. I know everything about me. And here's what we oftentimes do. And here's why we FOMO and think we're missing out on God's love because a lot of times we look at our current performance. We look at how we're doing right now, living our life, living our family, living, living for Jesus. We look at our current performance instead of our future potential. And I want you to know when God looks at you, God's not just looking at your current performance. God's always looking at your future potential and what he's built into you. God sees things in you that your mom and dad don't see in you. God sees things in you that your husband or wife doesn't see in you. God sees things in you, potential in you, that your best friend doesn't see in you. And God, he loves you in spite of what you've done. That's not always the way with people. He loves you in spite of what you've done. He loves you in spite of what you're doing right now. He loves you in spite of what you're getting ready to do later on during the week. He loves you regardless of whether or not you reciprocate his love to him. Listen, Parkview, there is no way you can miss out on God's agape love. It's impossible. It's impossible to miss out on God's agape love. So we shouldn't FOMO about it. Now take a look at this last verse in the Bible. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, his own agape for us in this. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. You know what this means to me? This means that if Christ died for me while I was still a sinner, then he's still a savior even if I keep sinning. Right? Here's what it means for you. If, if Christ died for you, if Jesus died for you while you were still a sinner, which he did, then he's still a savior for you, even if you keep on sinning. There's no way for you to erase or get away from the agape love of God. No matter how many layers of guilt, how many layers of pain, how many layers of cynicism, addiction, doubt, this world has layered on top of you, the agape love of God breaks through. And you should never, yeah, you should never, ever worry or FOMO that you're missing out on that. So here's my challenge as we head into a new week. Here's my challenge to you, the next step. When you get up this week, when you get up tomorrow morning, before you grab this, Grab this and spend a few minutes in the word of God being reminded of his unconditional agape love for you. Let's pray together. God, thanks for today. Thank you so much for your word that we have to study. And, and thank you, God, that, that there are so many words for certain words. And it can help us really understand and discern even in greater detail, this thing called love. And God, I pray that today, in, by your strength and your spirit, that our minds would be expanded and we wouldn't have to fear missing out on this. There are so many aspects of it. And ultimately, that none of us would ever fear missing out on the love that you have given to us, your agape love. 
God, we know that you are always faithful, always, always, always for us. And we love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.